Jamie and Forch's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, listener. <clears throat> Welcome to another mariachi squealing, toe-peeling. Get down on your knees, Mark, and hail Baron Samady. Episode of the Betamax Dungeon. Baron Samady? Yeah. What's you know that? this? No, I don't. Um, what is it? Give me a clue. And it does have a link to the film we're talking about tonight. Does it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it Yellowface? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Christ, you want to get into that right away. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. Okay, well, Baron Samadhi. Well, you will know him as the uh, creepy voodoo priest guy out of Live and Let Die. Oh, yeah. Uh, this movie tonight, Guy oh, Hamilton, yeah. also directed Live and Let Die. How many Bond films did he do? He did, he did quite a few. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but Baron Samadhi, is he the, uh, the guy with the top hat? Yeah. Oh. And he survives at the end. He's chillingly still on the front of the train. He's chucked the bloke with one arm out the window and him and the, him and the lady get down to it. Has he got a hook? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember that. Ah, ha, ha. He's ha, ha. Uh, oh, so hang on. He did... So the, uh, so yeah. Yeah. He's got a thing about black guys with one arm. Mm. <laughs> as it turns out, as we've just discovered. Well, Living let, live let Die is a little bit problematic in that department. Well, yeah, well, let's not concentrate on that, but yeah. No, 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 so, I'm just saying. So he chucks ha-ha out the window. And then <laughs> he, that guy. And then he's getting it on with Jane Seymour. And then on the front of the train is Baron Samadhi. And he's like, oh, I can't do his laugh. But he's like, oh, God, oh, do it. That his laugh. I don't think he's laughing like that. Yeah, Jane Seymour seems very young in that film. Roger Moore yeah. seems... Creepily old. No, she fell in love with him. He's James Bond. How old is she? I don't know. How old was he? I don't know. He was 40 old when he took the bomb right. Is that his first one? So are you telling me that young ladies don't fancy older men? Uh, uh, yeah, they can. Okay. It's a fantasy. It's a movie. It's, it's a not real. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, but Baron Samadhi is also a real... Um, figure of folklore, of voodoo folklore, like a Haitian folklore. Right. He's a part of the, uh, do they call it the the Lawa? Lawa? What's African, really? Like, well, it would have come originally from there. But then it mixed in with Christianity and stuff, didn't it? So voodoo is a complicated, mm. there's all different stories, all different religions kind of mixing in together. But he is, he's, and he's, he's neither good nor bad, he's just kind of like a spirit. Right, um, and he's often, often characterised by a top hat, smoking, drinking rum, glasses with no lenses in. <laughs> what weird? Yeah, I don't get that. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Baron Samadhi. That's not him, at Princess and the Frog, is it? No, I don't think so. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, the Disney one. No, you probably haven't seen that. Again. He might be in it. I don't know. I haven't seen the Disney Princess and the Frog. I can't even really... Yeah, I know the story. And she kissed the frog and it's a prince. Forget it, let's move on. Well, what? No, because it's... Forget it, you haven't seen it, so it doesn't matter. I haven't seen the Disney cartoon, Mark. No, you haven't, no. I didn't feel that I needed to... No, 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 to do our horror you podcast. You don't, you don't, you don't. That's why I'm saying move on. What have you been... <laughs> what have you been watching this, this week, week Mark? Uh, uh, I have been, for the last... God knows how long. I've been trying to convince Alice to watch Alien with me. Okay. And he won't have it. Oh, it looks 80s and boring. 80s and boring? Oh, God, doesn't that make you feel old? No, no, no. 
I said, no, 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 I'm selling it. 70s and boring. <laughs> 70s and really boring. I know it's not boring, is no, it? No, no, I know, but... But, um... I did fall asleep the last time I watched it. Well, it's a slow burn, isn't it? I, mean, I was a little bit... Well, I was a bit drunk. But you won't watch Aliens. Why? Because he... Because it's 80s and boring. I said, it's not... I said... I said that Alien is a haunted house scary film. Yeah. And I said Aliens is a scary film with massive action sequences in it. Yeah, it's like a scary action film. So to introduce him to it, he wanted to watch Prometheus. Okay. Which... Uh, it's long and boring. <sighs> so, did, so hang on, what, so what did you watch in the end? We watched Prometheus. In the oh, end. Jesus. That's and, his and entry point to the, the Alien well, franchise. Well... You got to remember, he's he's young. Yeah. So. Okay. You know, I introduced him to Predator by the new film. Okay. Yeah. No, and I, went, I get it. Went back and watched the others. Okay. And he quite liked the Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator one. Yeah. So we watched Prometheus. I'd honestly forgotten how much of a drag it was. I quite like him. But uh, he seemed to enjoy it. That um, cesarean bit. Oh, that bit's brilliant. Didn't phase him at all. Okay. I was like this. Squid, oh. baby. Squid baby. And he was going. Okay. I'm like Christ, what have you been watching? <laughs> you think that's all right? But you should be fine with like Alien then. Well, yeah. Well, he, he goes. Oh, can we watch the next one? I said, Well, that's that's Covenant. Oh God, no. Fell asleep. Can't. Fell asleep. What he did? Yeah, he, he, fell did? A, he, fell, he went, why is that famous bloke now dead and he's not even got any screen time? James Franco. He's got, we've got a weird role in it, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he's, and he's just a flashback He's guy. just flashbacks yeah. in, on video screens. It's like... Pointless. Why what, did they bother home? Maybe bother? he was just on set for the day and they were like, Franco. Yeah, but there seems to have been climbing a mountain. Hmm. Anyway, he I fell didn't, fell I, didn't fell hate, I didn't hate Covenant. Well, it's just some of it I hate. Isn't it? Well, it's the the, the stupid decision making. You think the decision making they make in Prometheus is bad? The decision making they make in Covenant is ridiculous. So, are you looking forward to Romulus, the new Fede Alvarez? Alien? Is that what it's called, Romulus? I, I believe so. Yeah, is I'll it, watch it. Is it going to be on the cinema? Or is it just going to be on, on straight on Disney? Or? I don't know. Surely they'll give it a cin- cinema release. I don't know. But I wanted. I, it, I don't know what part of the is it taking picking up any law anywhere or is it a, a new separate thing? I think it's set earlier on. I think it's set. I I may be wrong, but I believe it's set after the first one. Right. I don't know. Oh no! Is this the? Is it set between Alien and Aliens? It's I what, think that's the set. What, the, I think that's what the happened to it. that place before the Marines got there? Something like that. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean. I wanted to see the last one with. I wanted to find out what happened with Fassbinder, and I wanted him to kind of get his comeuppance. Well, really. going to happen. I mean, that's just. It, 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 it felt it, like it's just ended. Yeah, well, because it didn't do it. Didn't do the. Didn't do the business, did it? And it wasn't great. No, not at all. But they made two, so they should have finished off the third one. Well, that's not how it works in Hollywood, is it? It seems sad that it's at a point where Ridley Scott is making movies, and they're just not. They. No, not not yeah. doing it. Well, he's it's doing Gladiator too. I know. Is that going to go the same way? Do you think? Or I don't, know. I don't really I care always... about Gladiator two. No, I didn't mind Gladiator. Oh, but... Gladiator is great. They should have 
the, there was that old script, wasn't there, with um, that oh, Nick Cave did about Maximuth in the afterlife fighting or fighting in every war through history up till today. Oh, okay. Which was mental, but sounds amazing. Yeah. But they're not doing that. They're well, going, yeah, that would be a bit. That would, be, that would have been fantastic. Wow, that would have been a bit weird. Of a, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I don't imagine the, the first five minutes of Wolverine. Remember that? Is it Wolverine, the X-Men Origins? The first five minutes of that film was fantastic, and then it just jumps off a cliff. Yeah, I can't remember it that well. Well, the first five minutes is him fighting in a load of battles, like a load of wolves. Oh, yeah, that was quite cool. Him and the Sabretooth. All I really remember about that one is the really piss-poor attempt at Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds' first go at Deadpool. Where he stitched <sighs> his mouth up. Why? What? what? The, oh, word, the I, one I, thing about Deadpool is that he's a gobby twat. So yeah. they're like, I know what we're going to do. We're going to stitch his mouth up. We're going to get Ryan Reynolds, who's well known for <laughs> acting like a gobby twat, and we're going to stitch his mouth up. That's how we're going to do Deadpool. Yeah, that was a bad idea. But I've forgotten that bit about the start of... That bit is quite cool. Yeah. But then the actual when the actual film starts, it's like... Mm. Yeah, it does go off a bit of a cliff. It ain't one of the it's one of the lesser Wolverine films. What's the one I didn't like the one what's the one where he goes to Japan? Silver the, Samurai. The Wolverine. Yeah. That's well, Mangold. It's, it's all right, isn't it? it goes off at the bit at the end. Yeah, but he did Mangold did Logan. Which was good. Which was good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But he's real hit and miss that guy, because he I mean he's done the new Indiana Jones, hasn't he? Yeah, that's a bit hit and miss apparently. Yeah. Oh, I can't, we don't. We shouldn't say because we hadn't seen it, mm. and I, I would watch it, but I just don't know. I'm just struggling to get enthusiastic about a lot of these older. F- I want newer stuff, you know, modern new yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's just too much. They're just raking over the old shit too much. Yeah, but then then you're looking forward to the new Alien film, which is just raking over old shit. I know, but and well, that's what horror films have been doing. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know. It's just a big meat grinder, isn't it? It's just one big meat grinder. It's always turning and then just chucking yeah. people how into many, it. All how the many time. Friday the Thirteenth? I know. I want another one. I haven't made one in fourteen years. I want one in the snow. <laughs> I do. I'd love to see that. Jason killing people in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's always I hope, summertime. I hope I get to see that before I die. It's always summertime. I know. It's I a know. Summer camp. I know. I know. It's a summer look, camp. There's a clue in the name. It's not a winter camp, is it? No, but it would be good if it was that win- if, if there was a winter one. Fans have been crying out for it. Have they, or is it just... Yeah, no. No, no, it's <laughs> a whole thing, Mark. I'll tell you what, i tell you what, is, is uh, before we just go, before we, just quickly, before we go into the main feature. <laughs> right, I've been on the, I've been on Facebook a lot lately. Okay. And I don't know why, because I'm not a member, but the, do you know the new uh, Superman's been picked? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he, and it Joey Joe Croissant, something like that. Why did you say that? Because that's just the first thing that popped Joey Co- what Joey Croissant. It's not his name. Now I've got to look it up. It ain't that. It ain't that. I don't know. That was just that was the first words that popped into my head. You're a fool. I well, we know we are. We know I am. Oh, it ain't that. It, that yeah. Sorry, I've been a dick. That's not that's not the new super name man's name. Who is the new Superman? What did you say it was? 
Oh, I, I don't know. Let's not go down that. David Cornsweat. <laughs> what did you say? It was a million. Joey Croissant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether, um, but he looks pretty much like Henry. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he looks like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So it, there's all these. I feel sorry for Henry. Well, no, I don't. Is it Henry Cav- Cavill? Yeah. Cavill. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be. It'll, be, it'll, it'll probably be James Bond. I don't think he's going to get that, is he? I think he'd be decent. He looks like he looks good, good enough for James. He Bond, is, um, yeah, definitely. He's, um, and he's British. He's, he is yeah. British, yeah. I don't think they should ever give it to an American. No, no, no. And especially, you know, in the era that we live in, you know, James Bond is English, so you know, give it to an. There's loads of English actors out there. Should we get into? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the main event this week? Episode 61, Mark. Is it? Remo. Uh, yeah. Are you sure it's not 60? Critters was 60. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was that our 60th anniversary? It was Critters. Yeah. All right, 61. Yeah, 60. 61, Remo. Unarmed and dangerous. Or? Uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Yeah. I think that was the original <laughs> clunky was, title. That was the, the American title. Remo Unarmed and Dangerous. Yeah, I think Australia and the UK got Unarmed and Dangerous. Yeah, I don't even know whether it got a cinema release over it, did it? I'm not sure if it did. Is he really that dangerous? Anyway. <laughs> Is he really we'll, that dangerous? We'll get, to, we'll get to that. No, not really. So, from 1985, directed by Guy Hamilton. Yeah. Which ties in with the bullshit I was talking about earlier, because Guy Hamilton directed several Bond films... He did Goldfinger. Yeah. He did The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. He did Live and Let Die. Yeah. Live and Let Die is my favourite. Did he only do three? I thought he did four. Uh, he, I think he did do one more. He did well, He did two with Connery and two with Moore, didn't he? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I haven't got one of the Connery. Oh, Diamonds Are Forever. Right. Um, and he also did Evil Under the Sun... With Peter Ustinoff. Yeah. Which is good. That's is that good. Agatha Christie? Yeah, like Hercule Poirot. And uh, The Mirror Cracked he did as well, which was another Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. I think that was I think that was Peter Ustinoff as well. I think he's in that. I'm not sure. He might not have been. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Guy Hamilton was the director. So we should so we should say Remo is like kind of <sighs> <laughs> it's mid <laughs> It's mid-80s action-adventure nonsense. I mean, it's... Is it supposed to be is it espionage? But not really? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's like, supposed to know, be like an American James Bond, isn't it? That's what they would... Is it based off a load of novels? Yeah, it's based on a series of books by Richard Sapir and Warren Murphy. It's like the Destroyer novels. Remo the Destroyer? Well, I think they were just called The Destroyer, but there was, there was loads of them. I remember them as a kid. I've never read any of them, but I remember seeing them about as a kid. Right. You know, as a youngster, you'd maybe, if you went to a car boot sale or something, there would always be like the odd Destroyer book or mm. something. So I do re- kind of remember them. Never read one. Um, this was the first one, and it was designed to sort of springboard a franchise that never happened. It got a semi-sequel, didn't it? In 1988. Yeah, and we'll, that, there's something really funny about that. I think you may even be laughing about the same thing I am. We haven't even got there yet. Should I just run down through the cast? Yeah. While you play around with your chair. I'm getting clear. Okay, so Thanks, Fred Fred Ward, podcast favourite, Fred Ward. Uh, 
Yeah. Plays Remo Williams. Uh, Joel Gray, who was in, I think he was in Cabaret. He plays Chun. Yeah. He's, a, he's our problematic character. Wilfred Brimley, another podcast favourite, who showed up in The Thing. He plays Harold Smith. Yeah, he was, he was probably about 48 when he made this. Yeah. Yeah. You look at him, he almost well, looked like he was 60. Though. I know. Kate Mulgrew is Major Rainer Oh no, Fleming. was this the same year as Cocoon? 85, yeah, was it 84? Cocoon? Because he was, I think he was, well, he's either early, late 40s or early 50s, I think. He couldn't have been that old because the thing was 82. And what was he then? He was only 40s then, wasn't he? Yeah. Early 40s. Yeah, it's that tash, isn't it? That's a, that's a, a big What's droopy this, tash this, makes uh, you look old. Yeah, you think on the air and it's white. Uh, Kate Mulgrew uh, was also obviously Captain Janeway. She'll always be remembered as being Captain Janeway. Yeah. She was also in Orange is the New Black, I believe. And she was Columbo's wife. Yeah, let's not even talk about that. So, Jay, you see her getting with Columbo? No, <laughs> no. You should. They should never. That was a bad idea. Should. You of never course they should. I mean, you, it didn't even make one series, did it? No, it was a stupid idea. You didn't need to see Columbo's wife. J. A. Preston plays Con McCleary, Mac, Mac McCleary. Patrick Kilpatrick. Is <laughs> he Irish? Plays, I, I, I guess so. He plays the henchman, the proper Bondian henchman. Oh, I know, with a gold, with a diamond turf. Yeah, stone. <laughs> stone. Uh, yeah, and he, as you say, he's got a diamond in one of his front teeth. Looks terrible. Oh, yeah, it looks, it looks like he's got it from Tyres. Um, if you were going to go into acting, would you stick with the name Patrick Kilpatrick? Patrick Kilpatrick. Yeah. What a fine. dumb name. Patrick Kilpatrick. Would you even go with Pat Kil- Pat Kilpatrick? That's even worse. Pat Kilpatrick. <laughs> you could be possibly alienating a lot of our IRS listeners. Well, I don't... Well, it just, it's a made-up name, Mark. That can't be his real name. Is it? Patrick so, Kilpatrick. Well, Kilpatrick's probably a name. Kilpatrick is. It's a surname, but... What he probably brought up as Paddy. Paddy Kilpatrick. Well, if that's his real name, you've just... <laughs> now you might be... Yeah, OK. This is what... Right. <laughs> Uh, and the the Bondian villain George Grove is played by Charles Kilfi. Kilfi, I can't say his name. Mark. I'm sorry. How's it spelled? C I O, double F I. Kofi. Kofi. Kilfi. Yeah, it's a weird name. So Remo, we should basically say it's like a cheat. It's a pretty cheesy mid eighties action film. And it's... You can't look away from it for a second because you'll lose what's going on. Oh, yeah, it doesn't hang around, does it? There's, and there's super loads of exposition going on. It's trying to fit a lot into that two-hour runtime. Well, it's a... Ah, uh, yeah. It would have worked better as a miniseries, wouldn't it? I think it works well as a two-hour film. It just about gets away with it. Oh, wow. So we'll get to that at the end. So, so we should say, so we start out, we're in New York. Yeah. And <laughs> he's got a moustache. Yes. Yeah, we meet Fred Ward and he's What's got. What's his a, name when he's, when he's not Remo? Samuel Making. Officer Samuel Making. Yeah. Which you don't really. You only hear like once or twice. I had to listen a few times mm. to try and find out his name. And he's, he's kind of schlubby. Do you know what I mean? 
Well, he's a schlubby cop, isn't he? Yeah, he's, you know, he's a little bit overweight. He's eating a lot of donuts. He's eating he's, a burger he's, when we meet him. He's a, he's, a, he's a good cop. Oh, he is a good cop. That first fight is the best fight. Did he fight. actually call for backup at any point? Uh, he didn't need it. Yeah, but he should have called for backup. Yeah, probably. I don't, yeah, you don't hear him really talk on the radio at all to begin with, do you? Because he's just he's basically sat on the docks, and you get that kind of skyline of New York. And it's so in my mind, I I always find it creepy when you see the twin towers in a film. I, it, yeah. Now we sit. It's almost like I don't know. It's like anything to do with the Titanic or anything like that. You just you see that in the skyline. Um. Yeah, this is something. Yeah, it has, it has to be said. I just I always find it a little bit disconcerting. It's a little bit eerie. Yeah. yeah, a little bit eerie. So anyway, but he he's a cop. He's sat on the docks, and he's listening to a uh, basketball. And he's eating a burger. He's drinking coffee. And he sees a couple of guys. He sees one guy run by. Yeah. And he sees two guys chasing after him, and he kind of gets involved. And he tries to say... The, the guy being chased is basically getting beaten up and hustled. Oh, yeah, well... Or, well, we believe. He turns up to help, and all three of them basically turn on him. Well, he hits him with a plank with nails. Over the back it? of the head. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, right like, the back of the head. That would like, probably what? do you in. It's like, well, he just got up. Yeah, yeah, he took it. He can take a hit. But <laughs> as great as the film is, this first fight is probably the best fight yeah, in it, there ain't a lot, whole hell of a lot of fighting no, in the rest not. of it. There's a lot of swinging a bite. Yeah, I mean, f- for a movie about a guy being trained up in martial arts, there's no real training in martial arts at no. all. No, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. So, basically, Fred Ward he gets into it with these three criminals. He he wins. He's real scrappy as well. It's a great fight because to begin with, you think, oh shit, he's going to get done over. Yeah. Well, he's you know, you think, oh, he's down and out. But he kind of claws his way back. He beats him down. It's good. It's a good fight scene. Gets back into his car and then out of nowhere, like some truck turns pushes, up and pushes him off. Pushes into, him into the river. Yeah. And then but, some scuba divers come Yeah, up. we do see scuba divers arriving. And we should say the truck is being they driven... Yeah, but they're kind of waiting for him. It's all set up, as we find out. Well, he was de- always going to go in the river. He was always going to go in the river. And I think... The, I mean, even the three guys were all part of the setup, weren't they? Yeah, I still don't... There's a throwaway line that implies that it was all set up. The reason those three guys was that... It doesn't make up... Yeah, as we'll get to it. <laughs> that, that, that they picked him? Yeah. They may as well have picked me or you. I mean, how old was Fred Ward in this? Forty, I think he's forty-two. He was born, so he was in his forties. Yeah, I kind of like that about that. Well, he was seventy-nine and he died last year. Oh, okay. So yeah, he would have been forty, forty-two, I think. Okay, he does, and he does kind of look. He, he does. does he looks older look. when he's the copper. Yeah, oh yeah, way older. Yeah, he's but he's got a fake nose on as well. He's got a fake rubber nose. <laughs> he's got a big, he's got a big silly tash in a big stupid rubber nose on, and he gets as we said, he basically gets pushed into the river. Yeah. Then what happens? Well, there's a <laughs> well, there's a funeral. Yeah. There's a funeral for him. It's kind of heartbreaking. Not. It's not heartbreaking, is it? Well, you, don't, you don't know him. I do feel. I really feel sorry. <laughs> I really feel sorry. It's not like him. you got to know him. No, but I feel sorry for him. He gets beaten up. 
yeah. he claws his way back and shows that he's a real resilient kind of scrappy guy and he you know he fought his way back yeah. then he gets stitched up in his car by some guy in a truck yeah then he has a funeral but you know he's alright because the scuba diver yeah I know but then when he does wake up and he's basically like ah oh, yeah we've altered your face yeah but we you... better explain what's going on we can't just go into that well what? Right. I'm going to have got... to have a He's just woken up in hospital. Okay. And he gets a visitor. It's the black guy who was driving the truck. Yeah. He pushed him in the river. Mysterious black guy. And he's basically Mr. Exposition, isn't he? Because at this point you're thinking, what the bloody hell's going on? Yeah. And the guy turns up and he goes... Oh, he looks in the mirror first, and not he? What's his name? Uh, Well, we... We don't know yet, really. (laughs) Samuel Making is the name of the officer that had the funeral. And he wakes up and he's in the hospital and he looks in the mirror and he's like, what the hell have you done to my face? And they've improved it, you know. They've, <laughs> they've shaved his dodgy tash and they've taken his face. Oh, yeah, he wakes off. up and that nurse is shaving him. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And Surely they would have done that before they'd done his nose. You would have thought so. But then you don't know how long... You yeah. don't really know how long he'd been there for. He might have been in a coma or something for a little bit of a while. You don't, you don't really know. That's a risky business, isn't it? Putting him in a coma. Yeah, yeah, Mark, let's try, let's not focus on the minor deep, there's so much of this that is going to trip us up. It's complete nonsense. Uh, and the guy, so the guy that was driving the truck turns up and he identifies himself, we find out he's called McCleary, Con McCleary, Mac. And he's basically, we've changed your face, we've erased your identity, we've given you a new identity. You've been recruited by an organisation that doesn't exist. Called? Well, it's called Cure, isn't it? As we find out later yeah. on. We don't find that out early on. And McCleary, is, uh, he's kind of cool, isn't he? Do they, he's answer, kind of, do they answer only to the president? Yes, only to the president. And he... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah people, they are. How many people work for this firm? Well, he says three. There's <laughs> actually know. four. There's definitely four. Well, yeah. Right, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. <laughs> well, we'll even get to the point as to why do they really need Remo at all if no. they've got Chubb. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. So anyway, he's been recruited into a... I mean, if you, if you were waking up in hospital and someone come in and said that to you, you'd be like, oh, what? You've been recruited into an organisation, Mark, that doesn't exist. Oh, I think I'd be just shoot me now. This sounds like a ball ache. I'm, I'm <laughs> no. in my forties. I don't. I I can't be getting drawn into any secret organisation that doesn't exist. Shit. Sounds like a schlep. I'm out. What? Uh, well, one, they didn't change his face that much. He does look better though. Two, they're operating in the same city he was living in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are going to bump into him and say, hey, you look a bit like that guy, but with a slightly different nose. Yeah. And no tash. <laughs> yes. And he gets, to the, he gets to their head office and he goes, yeah, there's only three of us. I'd be like, this, is men- this isn't wrong. Yeah, I know. This is mental. What a crap organisation. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> he's been recruiting. He's been recruited into a top secret... A shitty little office. The one one bit we should say is that um, Mac, McCleary, when he's talking to him in the hospital, when he picks up the bedpan, 
and he looks at the back of it, and the bedpan is made by a company called Williams, yeah. and it's based in Remo, Arkansas. And he goes, we've changed your face, we've changed your identity, we've given you a whole new name, Remo Williams. A lot of thought has gone into it. So he's basically been <laughs> named... On, if it was in this country, he'd be called Armitage Shanks. That's a hell of a name. That's Armitage a brilliant Shanks. name for a, for a British spot. If it wasn't for... It's on every bloody toilet over here, Mark. Well, it's like the usual suspects, isn't it? Everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he's Remo. And I, I also like the bit as well where McCleary says to him, you're going you're gonna to work for us. You're going to be the 11th Commando, Remo. You're going to be... Thou shalt not get away with it. That's kind of cool. That's not. It's oh, I kind of liked it. Rubbish. Oh, it's stupid mid-80s action bullshit, but I kind of liked it. Um, so he's he's been recruited. He doesn't yeah. obviously doesn't like it. No. And he escapes the hospital. He hasn't got a... He hasn't got a oh, who does he nick the bambolics from? It's Al. <laughs> it's Al out of Die Hard. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Unmistakably. How does he... How did he well, he gets in the ambulance and drives off. <coughs> and then Matt turns out and says, turn left, dear. He's already... He knows what he's going to do. He knows, he's one step ahead of him. So he pulls a gun on him, and they go to the National Bank oh, yeah. of America. It's a little bit men in black now, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And Remo is kind of like, what, have you opened... Have you got me a bank account? Can I do kind of... He, I do feel a bit sorry for yeah. him at this point. He's got no choice. No, I know. And then they go upstairs and then they meet Wilfred Brimley, who's Norman <laughs> Smith. And he's basically the first guy in the 80s to have the internet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his, his version of the internet basically is just like a Netflix documentary. Which is like telling him about this bad guy he's investigating. Yeah. It's like there's a produced documentary. Yeah. Saying, oh, well, this guy, he did this. And there's like stock footage of him from every... <laughs> but, he's, but he's almost like, it's like, it makes me laugh. He's like saying, see this computer behind me? It's linked up to all those computers downstairs. Every bit of information in the world I get on this computer. And it's like... Okay. I got it on my phone. Yeah, and he's like saying, I can get the truth. I know (laughs) I know who the good is. I know who the goodies are. I know who the baddies are because I've got all the information right here. Dangerous. Yeah. It's like what no. (laughs) That's not right. I'll be like, who's putting it on there? Exactly. It's like their next target could be like Army Hammer because he's a cannibal. Any bullshit you read online, they could be like, oh, we need to send Remo after these people. Well, he's, he is an assassin, isn't he? Yeah. Completely And they assassin. are killing people. Yeah. Well, he even says to him, like, this computer can do anything. We can find out any information about anything. It just can't kill them. The only thing it can't do is go out and kill them or, or you know, wash away the filth. Because they basically say, you know, our legal system, it doesn't work. You know, too many bad people are getting away with stuff. So you're going to be like our scalpel, and you're going to cut out the cancer kind of stick. That's very, uh, very Reaganistic. Yeah. In re- but he ain't interested in like you wouldn't be, would you? No. You know, he was a cop. He was, like, what I if he was, what, he was I, like, I don't want to do that. He's he's to well, you didn't have any family. It's like sailors have a shit. Yeah, I know. It's still a weird choice. Surely they can pick someone... Well, yeah, as we'll find out. You know, 
They didn't even need to pick him. No. They already had a fella. So Remo is still very much like, I'm out, I'm not interested. And they give him that whole kind of like, you know, patriotic bullshit. Like, you know, this country's great. Yeah. It's being ruined by criminals and bad apples. We need to eliminate them outside of the legal system. <laughs> and it, it, the film does... For, 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 for a, um, a secret government unit that's unhappy with the, the laws getting away with... People are getting away with breaking the law. They're breaking a lot of laws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, it's fantasy, isn't it? And it never really goes down that route. It, it turns out that, yeah, they are goodies. And, yeah, they are after bad people. So it's okay that Remo well, goes after, and kills them. They're after 18 bodies. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But there, there is also a bit as well. There, there is a bit where Wilfred Brimley is very much like, no, we can't go yet. Because I don't, I, I don't know for definite that he's bad. So, they do. There is you do kind of get to feel like okay. Well, they they are very picky about you know they they need to know that it is a bad person mm. before they send Remo to go and kill him. <laughs> send the man to kill him. So, so Remo's been inducted, and McCleary he basically says like your first night in work is Monday. I'll pick you up. Don't be late. Don't be late. And he picks him up, and. He drives him to an address and he says, we're going to throw you in at the deep end. You need to go in and kill this guy. Yeah. He's a killer. But just go in, go out, you know, be quiet. And Remo goes in, walks in, and we're introduced to Joel Gray's character. You may as well get into it now, Mark. Let's get it out of the way. What? Joel Gray's character, Chun. Yeah. Who's sat at a table. He's painting, isn't he? Doing, like, calligraphy. Yeah. And Remo goes in, and Remo. Oh, he's not Asian, is he? <laughs> he's meant to be Korean. I mean, it's nineteen eighty-five. I know. We had kind of moved on by then, but apparently well, not. Well, no, we hadn't. They were still doing it, clearly. Well, they got it right in the Karate Kid. Well, yeah, they got it right in the Karate. It, a Big Trouble in Little China. What year was that? I think that was eighty-six. Was that eighty-six? Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. They get it right in there. Well, do they? I don't know. Are they all Chinese actors. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's problematic in, in different ways. I'm sure it is. But, um... <clears throat> yeah, let's not... Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into that. Yeah, let's just keep our I mean, I just, and... I just don't... And, I mean... They weren't blacking people up in 1885, because that was off limits, but, but Asian people seemed to be all right. Yeah. It's bad. And it, uh, it's a shame, because as much as I love this film... It does. It, it does make you. It, yeah. The first ten minutes you'll see them, you're just thinking, "Oh." Well, you're just thinking, why didn't they just? They, they must have been able to get a bloody Korean actor. But then I blame like casting directors at the time. Why? Why? He wasn't Joel Gray's makeup nominated, yeah, nominated for, for an Oscar. Yeah, and you think it, the they didn't even need the makeup? Just get a bloody Korean guy. Is that, I mean, it could I mean have, how ridiculous I mean, is that? To have not even have somebody from the same continent. Yeah, it's daft. It's daft. Having said that... I mean, that, who's that guy that was in everything ever all at once? I can't remember his name, but he was in loads short of Short round. No, fucking hell. What do you mean short round? I can't, you know I can't say. Kiku Kwan. That guy. No. 
Kiku the older Kiku Kwan. Who's the older guy? I'm going to find him then. What else was he in? Oh, he was in Big Trouble. He was, he's been around since like the 70s. Was he the guy that Was he the guy that played Lopan in... Was he the baddie in... Yeah. I, think oh, so. I know what you mean. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, he would have been okay. I'll just put Lopan. This is the thing, Mark. I'm getting on my high horse about it now, but I couldn't tell you one Korean James actor. H- James Hong. Well, he's Asian. Yeah. Or he's Asian American. To I mean, he was he was around in them times. Yeah, but now you feel they would they wouldn't even go for an Asian person. Look, they no, would the trouble, get the trouble, a Korean. The trouble actor. what they do now is they rewrite the part to fit an American. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, like Doctor Strange. I. Know. I Couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, like Ghost in the oh yeah, the ancient one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. At least Wong was Asian. Yeah. But it just, I mean, to, yeah. It did, I mean, we'll move on from it. But it did, it did. Well, no, we got to head. We got to confront these things head on. What I would also say as well is in is is ill-advised in as old-fashioned as it is in as clunky and by today's standards it's not really acceptable having said that his performance that he gives it's not it's not outrageously offensive do you know what I mean he doesn't overdo an, an accent really well he's doing an accent yeah but to not I don't feel like I feel like he's still He's, 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 he's keeping it relatively respectful. Is do you know what I mean? Is doing a. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but it's difficult. You do to know what I'm saying. It's not. It's not. You don't watch it and feel like, oh my god, he's doing a travesty. He is actually trying to do a decent job acting as a career. He's not Mickey Rooney in Breakfast. No, days. no, he's not. And in that regard, I think, you know, as bad as it is. At least the actor, at least Joel Grey is trying to bring a little. He's just trying to act the part. Yeah. He shouldn't be in that part, <laughs> but he's doing his bloody best. So, uh, it, it, you know, and again. Yeah, but it's, then again, it wasn't forced on him either. No, no. It, it makes me <laughs> just that it was nominated for an Oscar because of the makeup. Well, he won a, did he win and a golden think they even, Did he win a Golden Globe he, for it? He might have even won the Oscar. The no, makeup, no uh, the makeup was won. I went by, to the mask. <laughs> went to the mask. Why are you laughing at that? Because that could be problematic as well, really. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. Oh, far down this rabbit hole, we're going to go. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. That we, did win an Oscar. Yeah. And that's, that's got to be problematic as well now. Isn't it? Were they going to find anybody with a face like that? That had to be makeup, didn't it? Of course it was. No, but they they there are there are actors that have, are there that, what they have got facial disfigurement or that of course there's a condition in it. It's a specific condition. It, yeah, I don't know if there are any actors that had as it was very rare, wouldn't it? Yeah, was he called Ricky? Was it Ricky in the mask? Why? Well, let's get. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, let's get off with the mask. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, even that makeup looks shite. Man. I'm going to put some coins in my. Yeah, I think we've we'll put a bit of like 50 quid in. <laughs> okay, so we've covered the problematic area. So. Yes. So he's gone to kill him. 
Yeah. And it, Remo believes it's his first assassination. Oh. And Remo's pretty cool about it. You don't want to kill the guy. He's like, look, I don't want to do... I don't want to start any shit. I just want to get out of here. There's a guy out there that wants me to kill you. In Chun. No, he, he thinks there's a guy upstairs, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, how do I get upstairs? And Chun is like, there's no one, there's no one upstairs. It's just me and you. And Remo's kind of like, well, I don't want any trouble. You know, I just want to get out of here. And Chun is like, oh, it's too late for that. It's too late. And stands up. And... Slowly walks towards him. Yeah, and... <laughs> we, as, we, as we discover, the guy can dodge bullets. Oh, it's ridiculous, is it not? Yeah, yeah, stupid. <laughs> is he watching really his finger? Stupid. Is he watching... How does he do it? Well, you can hear his finger tightening on the trigger. Yeah. So he knows when to... Yeah, stupid. But, you know, it's cool. You know, you know, <laughs> it looks cool. The first, you... time, the first time it happens, <coughs> it looks cool. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when he's when he's when he's doing those little spins out yeah. of the way oh. it's a bit daft. But he basically destroys Remo. Remo tries to fight him and he can't. The guy's super quick, dodges every blow. Remo's kind of clumsy. And we kind of then find out Mac comes in and we find out that it's all just kind of been a setup and Chun is gonna train Remo. And it was all just a test, just yeah. to see whether he was worth. He gives training. it the old Yoda. Oh, he's too old. He's too old. It's going to take me fourteen years, fifteen years to train him. If we hurry things along, we can do it in fourteen. Yeah, yeah. If we cut a few corners. <laughs> um, but they go living together then, didn't they? Yeah, and it, I, it's one of those movies. I love a training movie. Do you know what I mean? Like a ment- a master, a mentor, in a protege. Yeah. And they're training them. I love that. That's, yeah, a, that's the, a great in the, setup. In the meantime, there's been an issue with some American rifles in there. Well, in the background. <laughs> that's what I said, in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, Norman Smith, Wilfred Brimley, the head of the organisation that doesn't exist... He's been looking at some Netflix documentaries and he's discovered that this George Grove character who runs a multinational advanced weapons company might be a little bit dodgy. And at the same time, Captain Janeway, uh, Major Rainer Fleming in this movie... Yeah. What was that? Is that Kate Mulgrew? Yeah, it's not Captain. She's not called Captain Janeway, is she? No, no, but that's, everyone knows her as that. And she's she's playing that similar kind well, of. Yeah. Well, maybe she can. She's like she's like she's that kind of she can do that character. that's like a real ball buster. Do you know what I mean? Like real kind of like, uh, you know, efficient kind of super kind of demanding kind of. But then can turn on a dime and just be kind of laughing and just being like, <laughs> "What's going on?" Kind of. <laughs> No, she is. She's good at she's good at doing that. Captain Janeway was like that. She can be real hard ass, yeah, and then she'll just show like a, a much more like softer side. She'd be like like laughing, and that's kind of like Major Fleming. She's looking into Grove Industries as well from the military side. There's obviously something a bit suspect. Isn't about it this going on with some, an A sixty rifle? Well, there's a rifle training program. There's a new Grove Industries rifle that they're testing. But there's also part of the Star Wars program. There's a program called HARP, 
which oh. is high altitude. Oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> it's bullshit, but I wrote it down. High altitude reconnaissance probe. Right. High altitude reconnaissance probe, HARP. Oh yeah. And they've been invest. They've been the military have been spending fortune on developing this technology. Yeah. And it's basically you know just like a weapon satellite. And she's trying to find out information on it, but she can't. She can't get a lot of info. And she reveals that she's going to this weapon testing. They go to the weapon testing, and the weapon shit. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. Or it does. Yeah, it gets jammed, and you try to unjam it. it. <laughs> It blows back in your face. And it, there's not a lot of gore in this film at all. I mean, it's only like a 15. No, it takes but, his face off, though. Ah, it's, it's proper smeared in jam, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he looks, that guy has had shitloads of jam on his face, for that fact. And it looks good. It looks like it blew up in his face. Yeah. And you just knew it was going to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... The, the commanding officer, when it happens, just stands there. Yeah, no, no, they all just stand around. Go and get a medic. Yeah, they don't move <laughs> at <laughs> all. He's rushing. His he's buddy see, runs in. His buddy runs in because he goes into a pool, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's just like, sit there holding his dead mate. And he's... <laughs> yeah, and he's like shouting at him. You got down, you got your gun. It's shit. It doesn't well, work. Well, no speaking that, soldier. Yeah. We'll have none of that talk, soldier. You're out of line, soldier. Yeah, you're out of line. He's like, my mate's just on his face. Shut your jaw up, grunt. <laughs> so, yeah, so we know the rifle is bad. And we've had a f- we've seen a few interactions with Grove. And we know he's kind of a bit shifty. But we really kind of know that he's a dodgy Bond villain when there's like a, a Senate hearing on the rifle... And Kate Mulgrew, Major Fleming, is there and she's kind of talking to him and she's like kind of saying, like, you know, what about the, you know, and he he just is very deflective. He don't yeah. really answer. He's very slimy and slippery. And come, they come out and the Senate hearing and he goes to his henchman and he's like, we need to, s- we need to sort her out. I think his exact words are, we need to keep that bitch on a very short leash. And this is when we first meet his henchman. With a gold, with a, not gold tooth, is it? It's a diamond, isn't it? He's got like a diamond oh. on his front tooth. Called stone. Uh, yeah, I had to rewind him. it to see why, why, they, why they get doing close-ups of his face. Yeah, I Oh, yeah. There's a fairly poor special effect trying to indicate he's got a diamond in his teeth. So, yeah. See, um, I was getting, uh, to be honest with you... When this all started merging together, I was getting a bit lost. There's a lot going on. There's a, because it, it's just... It's a two-hour movie, but they cram a hell of a lot. It's one minute he's hours. being... One minute Remo's being trained, then they're talking. And then he's got this guy by the neck outside. Yeah. And it's like, how did that happen? You need to listen... Yeah, every line of dialogue is kind of crucial, really. Because... Harold Smith had worked out that Major Fleming was kind of following the same line of investigation that he was. And he was worried that she was going to get killed or get into trouble. So he wanted to kind of stall her and just kind of stop her from getting too close. Yeah. Because they were on to him, so she didn't need to really get involved. So I think all of that was to do with that when she was photographed and everything. And I mean, i got to be honest, the main fun of the film is the training. Yeah, and 
You should he's, say he's he's built a like a it's like an assault course in because it they're training in an awesome apartment and it? it's like a loft apartment yeah loft in New apartment York. warehouse type thing. really cool setup real open plan massive yeah and there's one bit where they've got like an assault course setup isn't it like within the but it's all random things it's like a bathtub and then a all balanced on top of each other. Yeah, you, you're basically going higher all the time, isn't he? Yeah. And Remo sleeps on like a sort of mezzanine floor. Yeah. So it's like a, a stepping stone up to that floor, but it's getting higher and higher. And each stepping stone is more wobblier or a bit, you know, it's just like a bit of scaffolding pole. Well, he does or... it quite quickly. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's not so good coming down. No, in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it turns the light off. And the other bit I really like as well is the whole, uh, the fingerboard bit. Oh, to toughen his fingers. The Korean out. fingerboard. Is that a real thing? Like, I don't know, I guess so. But he's like saying, yeah, it's like you've got this board, you keep hitting your fingers on it. And at the end of it, he's like, yeah, hang it up on your wall. And he's like, how, how am I supposed to do that? And he just puts his finger straight through it. That's quite cool. Yeah. And I like the whole, their relationship, how their relationship unfolds. I don't 100% buy it at the end. It gets a little bit sentimental right at the end, doesn't it? How they... Oh, it was it daddy or was it? Anyway, he calls him my son. And as he goes running off, he goes, okay, little father. <sighs> but I think I think it was cut, but I think there was a scene earlier on that would have given more gravitas to that. Right, Because okay. I think Remo calls him little father earlier on in a slightly... Sar- in what Chun takes it as sarcasm, right? So there's, there's he's he don't really like that he's called him that, but then at the end when he says, "Oh my son," and he does call him little father, there's a bit more of a, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't really work. <laughs> How do they get to the um, Empire State Building? That's got to be the best set piece in the whole movie. What is it not at the end of the movie? That's brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's better it's, than the end of the movie. It's better yeah. than the end of the movie. Yeah. I can't even, how did they even get up there? But they, they just go up and lit, they're just sightseeing. But he is. Well, it's like when he's the whole tra- the whole training of Remo really seems to centre around his fear of heights. So all they do, you never really see him actually do any martial no, arts. No, they don't. He's, he's, he's on a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Going round. Yeah. That's he's a weird on, Ferris wheel as well, with those things sliding around. Ain't Coney Island. I think that's the Wonder Wheel, isn't it? Coney Island. Oh, is it? I think that's I, don't a, know. I think that is a thing. That bit's really good as well. And I love that bit at the end where he's sort of Remo's getting a bit cocky because he really wants to impress he really wants him to be impressed. Yeah, he's not impressed. No, Chud doesn't give a shit at all, but it's fun seeing that kind of Fred Ward swagger trying to be like, hey, yeah, I did it. And Chun's just like, and they win that Pink Panther. It's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, that's quite good. So, <laughs> Carrying off together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just remember, I, I won it. <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> I, it, that is, that Statue of Liberty bit is all just about his fear of heights. Chun is just keeps saying, you've got this fear of heights. We need to get rid of it. Yeah. So, so he, goes, he goes up there and he stood up there. Well, we should say, this film was ingenious as well. Brilliant idea. Was shot when the Statue of Liberty was being restored, was having renovation. So it was covered in scaffolding. Yeah. And it looks... It does look amazing. Awesome. And that whole sequence as well, it's just... 
a really, really good action sequence. Because I, I didn't doze off. I just came back online when he he was he stood at the top of the scaffolding. Yeah, and he's looking out over the sea towards the twin towers. Yeah, the twin towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the three workmen come up and start banging the. Well, they've been paid off. Stone, the henchman, yeah, has given them. I think he's given them like what thirty grand or three grand to kill him. Yeah, and they just. I know, and they're assholes, but how, what? I know, and they're just, I know scaffolders are assholes, but I don't think they would take money and kill someone. But day are they that bad? You're not all assholes. I'm just thinking of Gary Learymouth, man. (laughs) That guy's an asshole. You know, yeah, not all scaffolders, but generally, you know, scaffolders, scaffolders, shut up. That's what, shut up. That's my general thing for scaffolders. When you're doing your job, just shut up. What do you mean? They're always shouting. They're wolf whistling. They haven't wolf whistled for like 20 years. Oh, that's kind of the... a shame. A shame? I haven't been wolf whistled at in a long time. Is that Have really that bad, wolf whistle? Oh, there may be not women about that might appreciate the odd wolf whistle off a scaffolder. No. Okay. What about... Oh, God. What was the bird out of bird. Carry On films? Barbara Windsor. <laughs> she, she would love a wolf whistle. Yeah, that's in the 60s, though. Okay, yeah, all right. That was like 50 or 60, 70 years ago. All right. Okay, I accept that. It's maybe a little bit rude. I don't know that I feel it's a hate crime. No, it can make a, a young lady feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. So don't do it. But yeah, yeah this is what I'm saying. Scaffolders, shut up. <laughs> they're so loud, they're shouting. You literally just sat there like, is there anything wrong with a wolf whistle? Wow, I don't know. In some circumstances. What if you knew the girl? Well, that's different. Wow. If you know her and she's a good friend, yeah. Okay. That's different. Okay. Wolf whistling at a woman saying, get your knockers out. No, but but then saying get your knockers out is the bad bit. I don't know that just wolf whistling is... In my mind, if I was walking down the street and a woman whistled at me, I'd just be thinking, hey, yeah, I've still got it. Yeah. And I've never had it. Yeah. But I would be thinking well, that, that woman couldn't pick you up and tar- carry you off. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. That's why I think the, the, we need to just switch the things. Women, what men have been doing yeah. for the last, you know, centuries, millennia, yeah. women need to start doing that to yeah, us. They're, 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 that's what's happening. It's not. And then men get more yeah, that's, that. that's what's happening. And the men are going, oh, I don't like it. It's not really enough. Well, I, I, I want to be objectified. I don't mind being a piece of meat. Treat me like an object. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If, <laughs> the fuck do I care? <laughs> yeah, 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 anyway. Yeah, sorry, man. So, where are we up to in Remo, man? Oh, he's on, he's on the Statue of Liberty. It's a great action sequence. Um, I'm not great with heights. Some, no. of, some of the bits did make me feel a little bit... Well, it's a bit where he's, he's like... There's lots of down shots. Yeah. Where he's hanging off a bit. He, it was, it's really well done though, because you do, uh, sometimes you can see clearly it's a stunt guy. Yeah. But the stunt guy. There's one bit where the stunt guy looks up and you're like, that's Yeah, that's not, that's not Remo. That's not Remo. <laughs> it's that guy. But, uh, but I would say generally they, they do it well and the stunt guy does kind of, mm. do, does kind of look like him. They shot that Statue of Liberty bit on three different occasions and they even made a mock-up of... The head. Yeah, the yeah. It, and it, it was in Mexico City. Yeah. Isn't that mad? Yeah. But they... But so that... 
that, that whole sequence was done on three separate days in two different locations. Yeah. So the that it come out looking so it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. The I, bit, I still think it should have been at the end of the film. Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's like a it's a it's a better climax than really what we get. But then he's only really fighting a couple of like hard hat construction workers. They're not even really no. They've just been paid off to push him on. I find it hard to get my head around now that they yeah, would do that. Yeah, it's totally going to kill that bloke. Yeah, okay. All right. And they're so gleeful about it. I know, it. he's they're loving it. They're, yeah, we don't care. We even make horrible jokes and push you off the Statue of Liberty just for a bit of money. <laughs> what horrible, horrible men. Well, like you said, scaffolders. Yeah, nasty men. <laughs> 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 it does go on a little bit too long uh, yeah, well yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for an the, action sequence in the middle of the film but then there's that what the one bit where he's like hang, he is literally off hanging off the top of a scaffolding pole yeah and it's kind of it's bending out yeah, yeah that is like whoa. that that bit is really good don't they, they think he's gone a couple of times don't they oh he's gone but because the henchman down the bottom, he just they just leave, he just goes to leave. But it's like a bag of tools, or there's a bag of something that drops, and they think, oh yeah, that's him. That's dead. him. We're off. But he's still hanging on a rope, and the three construction workers are coming down in a lift, and he kind of intercepts them, and he basically kicks the shit out of them in the lift, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. You think one of them? He puts a rope around. I his know, mouth. and you think, oh my god, that's really cold blooded. He just hanged that guy. But then when you see the long shot, he's just, it's around his leg. Yeah, they definitely put it around. He his definitely neck. put it around his neck. It's like you just <laughs> killed that guy. You just killed that guy. Yeah, but fucking cold blood as well. Well, they were trying to do it yeah. to him just for money. They were horrible bastards. They were the worst bastards in the whole he just, film. He just puts a rope around his neg and just pushes him out the door. We're like, and then this like his foot. <laughs> that was cool. Why I wish they'd stuck with it. One guy he traps in the door. Yeah, he, he just slams it on his head. Do you just slam his face into like the? Some of the controls. Oh, maybe. Yeah. He just sort of he duffs them up. He doesn't do any real spectacular martial arts at this point. No, he's still really fighting, very much the same way he's he did fighting, in yeah, that very first scene. Fight, yeah, slugger. Yeah. Oh, he's he, been taught. He's been taught to run on water as well, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, yeah. There's been part of the training sequence where he's jumping into piles of sand. Yeah. And then exploding out of the top of them. <laughs> And he's running, and he's so light-footed that his feet are almost not touching the... And, yeah, he gets down off the Statue of Liberty. One of the gunmen, one of the Stones... One of Stones' henchmen chases after him to kill him. And he runs over a load of wet cement. It's pretty good. Yeah, and the henchman goes straight in. Straight through, yeah. There's a workman there going, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> just running away. I mean, or light foot, light, light of foot. But it's a, it's it's got a, the movie has got a sense of its own stupidity. Yeah, it? do you know what I mean? It's it knows almost, it's silly. It's almost a parody. They yeah. should have maybe they should have ran with that a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Not. I'm not talking Austin Powers. I wish they'd done more though. Like Fred Ward. This has got to be the best Fred Ward movie, isn't it? Uh, I love Tremors. No, I like. I like Tremors. I think he's great in some. I think I. Think he, I don't think he was a great choice. He's good, but I don't think he's a great choice for this part. He's, he's too, unusual, but he's, uh, yeah, he's not. Uh, right. but he's, he's, too, go- he's too gruff. 
Oh, I don't know, but it's like, why, why would they pick him? But then the whole the whole idea of the destroyer was that he was kind of a, a blue collar James Bond. He was like a working class James Bond. Right. And I don't really know that this film really kind of gets that, but you know, we, we know he's been press ganged into it. He don't really want to be there, but he's thrust into this sort of world of like espionage and you know double dealings and secret agents. But he's just a regular schmo. He was just a cop. You know, he was a Marine, but he was just like a regular cop. Yeah. So I kind of like, I kind of like that side of it. I never, James Bond, I love James Bond films, but as a character, he never really meant a lot to me, James Bond. A, because he was always like about queen and country, which I don't, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. And he, I mean, he was a glorified, womanising asshole you know he was a cold-blooded killer yeah. treated women like shit yeah I, he just didn't ever really well no i did so you wouldn't be you wouldn't be james bond of all the char- of all the hero characters in the world i would rather be remo than james bond defo you don't get laid though i don't care i'd rather be remo well, he's doing it for, for president and country. No, Remo's doing it because he ain't got any bloody choice. He's just, like, been forced into it. It's like, you do this or we'll kill you. Well, he was a cop. Yeah. He was a cop in 80s New York. Yeah. That was a shitty time to be a yeah. cop in New York. Yeah. He was lucky to have lived as long as he did. Well, he Until did. they fake murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... So he's uh, so we've done the Statue of Liberty bit. Great set piece. It's great, yeah. If it no, is, if, it's, it's the best bit of the film. Yeah, if by you haven't mile, seen by mile. if you haven't seen Remo Listener, definitely check out the Statue of Liberty bit because it's awesome. Then he ends up getting chased. But what's the next next action sequence? Is well, then then they get to the bit where it's like okay. Wilfred Brimley's saying, "I just can't get enough information." As brilliant as the internet is. I know what he had for dinner. I know what colour his shit is. I just... I can't find anything out about this harp thing. So, you're go- Remo, you're going to have to break into one of his facilities and find out more stuff. And then we get 20 minutes with the dogs. They should have got their own spin-off movie. <laughs> they're like... They're the smartest free Doberman pinchers. Where have they got... Where... Have they found these guard dogs? They're like they're going upstairs. They're going up high. Yeah. and they disappear. They sneak off at one point. They pull a ladder down. Let's not forget. One of them walks over a tightrope. Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. You're like, what? Why? Why? Yeah, one of them. Why, why? He thinks they've gone, and one of them suddenly appears on the roof above him. They're super. Pernacious. They just these guard dogs will not give up. They do pull it. Two of them pull that ladder down. It yeah. takes two of them to jump up and bite it and pull like it's like an escape ladder. No, it's like a fire. fire yeah, that's it. A fire ladder. And he thinks, he, uh, yeah, every time he thinks he's got away with them, got away from them, he does a little, he does a little ward smirk. Yeah, and yeah. his dog starts climbing see, up the stairs. Yeah, let's then see it again. And he's going up the stairs. Then and he's got one behind a closed door, and then the two two up here next to him. Oh fuck! And he climbs up another ladder, and the ones above him, it's managed to get to another floor. They're super clever 
I guard dogs. Was, I hope they didn't die in that explosion that happened. No, I don't think they did. Oh well, no, they, they chased him out, didn't they? they yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's one dog that's still as Mac. <laughs> Who we find out has only got one arm. Yeah, where did that come? Well, that wasn't even hinted at. Well, not, no, not until... Oh no, he, that's it, because he goes up to the gate, doesn't he? And he rubs his arm against yeah. it to see if it's electric. But all the, well, all, the, all the way through the film, we don't know. And then on the one night that they're going to go out and do a secret op together, yeah. clandestine, you know, ninja style, yeah. he reveals he's only got one arm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what? It's like, great, you can touch the electric fence, but I don't, other than that, I that don't know what motion you should Well, why wouldn't that hurt? What, through a, your fake arm? Well, it's metal. No, I, I, don't, you, I don't think you get it. It's plastic, mostly, isn't it? A what fake it's sparking? Arm. Why was it sparking? Well, he had a spanner in his hand. Oh, did he? Yeah, he don't, wouldn't he run in something metal? I thought it? he was running his hand up and down it. Well, I thought he had like a spanner in his hand or something, but... Do you kind of feel like Mac was a, the original assassin, but what? he was maybe getting a bit old? Well, lost an arm. Well, he did no, lose... he lost an arm in the war, didn't he? Well, yeah, I think he said he lost it in Korea. But then, there's a bit early on where Remo says to him, can you dodge bullets? And Mac just says, well, yeah, if only if they're moving really slow. So you maybe get the idea that Remo is supposed to be Mac's replacement, like maybe Mac had been doing what Remo had been doing. Yeah. But they, So they go out and do... They're on this op. It's kind of comedy stupidness, really, <laughs> with the dogs... Mac actually McCleary actually gets inside and actually finds some important data yeah he stuffs it down his shirt meanwhile Remo who we're still in spite of all his training he's still kind of a, he's kind of a doofus he's well, being he's outwitted Burke, he? he's being outwitted by free <laughs> Doberman <laughs> and he, fi- he basically gets to like an inner like laboratory well he, he sees the thing doesn't he yeah heart High altitude reconnaissance probe. And it's to shoot lasers out. Well, well it's it, lasers coming out somewhere. Yeah, well, it, it basically starts self destructing, doesn't it? It doesn't shoot it here, it's just shooting it the actual thing. Was it, what I got from that was it, the whole thing was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. That's why it's self destructing because, so, because someone had broke in, they wanted to hide the fact that there was no. It, it didn't it exist. Right. There was no technology. It could, there was it, it. It didn't exist. So why build a fake one? Just to kind of throw people off. But then it, it blowing up. They even kind of say he can file an insurance claim. He had heart, and there was something. There was an intruder. It blew up. So now he's going to claim back all the money that he's saying he spent on it when it was just a. It was just like a load of cardboard yeah. or something. Mm, it's just a scam all along. He's wrong, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's dodgy. So they both escape, or they try to escape. One of the resistant, resilient Doberman pinchers is still chasing after him. Gets Mac on the arm, on his fake arm. Yeah. Remo could, just killed, could have just killed the dog. Well, they could. Yeah, I know. Well, he just shoot the dog. Yeah, would have made sense. I would have shot it. I wouldn't let it take my fake arm. Remo goes for the like a bulldozer, like. JCB <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why, like, <laughs> know why. get to the digger he, so he jumps into that and drives through the fence electrified fence and you think they're going to escape and Matt gets shot in the back McCleary gets shot 
And even though McCleary, throughout most of the film, has been kind of a... Kind of a prick. Yeah, he had been, really. He's not been... You didn't really feel like Remo had really bonded with him. No, I didn't really think much of him either. Yeah. He was a bit nothing-y. Yeah. But anyway, he dies and Remo's kind of like, I will avenge thee! (laughs) I was like, where'd that come from? Well, he wouldn't quite like that, but Mac is like going, I've got got to get this tape to Smith, get it to Wilford Brimley. This is going to blow it wide open on Grove. Mm. So he does that, he takes it back, and it's like, Wilford Brimley is like, yep, okay, yep. Grove is dodgy. There's two of them, mate. Yeah. When Chun. <sighs> so. We starts getting involved now, don't we? Well, this is where, again, why did they need Remo? They why didn't. did they need to train up? They didn't. Just need, just use Chun. <laughs> he was still better than Remo at the end. Remo is incensed that Grove has had his special friend. McCleary moided he's like he's going to get away with it and Wilfred Brimley is kind of like well no you could do something about it son and so cut to the Mount Pleasant's proving ground army facility installation of the United States of America military base installation just a forest in California. It's got the longest name. Every time they show the sign, they never <laughs> show it long enough to actually read the full title of the military base. It's and Remo, his way of getting into the camp, it's pretty crap. What is it? He okay. just rolls off the back of a truck. <laughs> An army truck drives in. Yeah. He just rolls off the back in front of loads of people. One of the people is Kate Mulgrew. Major Fleming. Oh, he just pops up in front yeah, of just, Yeah, he just rolls off the back of a truck. And she's like, I know you. I just got accused of selling out my country for meeting you. Who are you? And he manages to convince her that he's army intelligence. Oh, yeah. Which... They do her character a little bit of a disservice, don't they, really? Throughout the majority of the film, she's set up as a pretty tough, sensible, no-nonsense major. Yeah, but the... And then the, her first encounter with Remo, she's like, no, you're a douche. And she gives him the brush off. Yeah. And then he rolls he rolls out the back of an army truck. Of course he does. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Who are you? Oh, really? I'm intrigued by you, Fred Ward. <laughs> then they get tricked. Yeah. Yeah, like a pair of dumbasses. But don't you see it coming as well? Yeah, of course like, did. Yeah, he's leading you into... Where are you going? Well, maybe boy turns up into a, with, with a truck and says, oh, come with me, to her. And she sort of says to Remo... I fancy you. Come with me. Come with me. She didn't say it like that. Well, she may have. It's one of Grove's associates, isn't it? It's like another one of his henchmen. Yeah. And they start leading them through this like maze-like underground... Facility. And they're talking about the rifle, aren't they? They're talking about the rifle testing. Yeah. And she's saying there's clearly something wrong. It's a manufacturing defect. Yeah, there's something wrong at your end. And, she, and the other guy is kind of saying, like, oh, no, it's your soldiers. One of the stupid soldiers didn't do something right. He caused a malfunction. He caused it to jam. Blah, 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 blah. Follow me down this dark passageway. <laughs> yeah, just come yeah, just, yeah, come into this dark chamber. So they do. 
And so it's a... Oh, no, the door's shut. Oh, no, the back door's shut. Oh, no, we're trapped. But that's another great Kate, Kate Mulgrew moment because she's really giving the guy shit. She's really yeah. kind of hammering. And then when she gets locked into the gas chamber, her immediate reaction is to just look around at Remo and laugh and just go, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so she's good at that. It's, it's a good role for her. It's a proper Bond villain moment as well because they just appear at the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's obviously... A it's a stone guy with a yeah. Tiffany tooth. Diamond tooth. But they're just sat there watching him. They yeah. They start chucking gas in. What did they even say? Like, turn it up slowly for five minutes. Mm. It's like, what? They'll just kill him if you're going to kill him. But then he done anyway. They If they'd have just left them in there with More the gas going, yeah. they, they would have won. Yeah. But... Stone, the guy with the diamond in his tooth, decides that he's going to put a gas mask on, go in there, and start beating the shit out of Remo as he's being gassed to death. But why? Because he's a dick. But I don't understand. But there was no. Because if he didn't do that, they wouldn't have been able to get out. No, you're right. It's totally contrived. He didn't need to do that, but he but, did. But it wasn't sad that he was going in there to, like he murdered his best mate or anything. But no, he goes, oh, this is for the guys on the Statue of Liberty, my friends. And it's like, they weren't your friends, you just paid it. <laughs> you paid a couple <laughs> of scaffolders to push a guy off the top. And you didn't even kill him? Yeah. They're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is for my buddies, and this is for me. But if he hadn't gone in there, they he wouldn't have been able to get out. couldn't hold his breath for an exceptionally long time. Yeah. So they get into a fight. Well, he goes in there and starts beating the shit out of him. He's, Stone's wearing a gas mask. And Remo fights back. It's ain't that great a fight, is it, really? He punches him in the head a few times, rips his gas mask off, uses his diamond tooth <laughs> to, to scratch across the glass cut through the glass yeah what is good is don't Boink. He, yeah when, he, <laughs> when he's got his mask back on what, yeah don't he put his mask he puts his mask back on yeah because obviously just, they could, they didn't want to show a man getting his eye no no it, but that makes the effect work it makes it easier doesn't it yeah because he just puts his finger straight through one of the eye sockets it's kind of a little bit bloody it looks quite good he just yeah. kind of so kill stone and then quite spectacularly dives through the window where he's cut it with his tooth. <laughs> the glass does shatter before he jumps through it, yeah. but that's not <laughs> that's not big hairs. It still looks pretty cool. <laughs> it was laughing even he just hit the glass and slid down it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a spectacular escape. Him and Major Fleming get away. Yeah. And right and then they're out in the countryside. They're almost out like, oh, you know. Roughing it. And then Chen turned up. Yeah, out of nowhere. Why did he turn up? Well, I don't know. He was worried about him, I guess. Yeah, he just shows up. He kicks his ass because he's hiding behind a tree, doesn't he? And Remo goes to look and he kind of beats him up. Is that... And again, you're thinking, like, why did they need Remo? Why didn't they just send Chun? <laughs> they didn't need this Remo guy. And Chun is like, what, twice Remo's age? Supposed to be, like, yeah. what, in his, what, his 70s? Oh, yeah. He's it's supposed to, tell, to be old. It's hard to tell with that makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar nominated makeup. <laughs> so, here's a thought. When was. Um... Oh my god. Uh... Kung Fu. When was that out? Oh, what, with David Carradine? Yeah. That'd be late 70s, wouldn't it? 
because I my whole life I thought that was well obviously he's not Chinese yeah I thought oh he's just like a west I thought he was a cowboy that had like joined that way of life oh okay but then no no he's supposed to be Chinese he's supposed to, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I know again and he did have a bit of makeup on yeah I think yeah but it's just, I, but but then it's bad it's bad by today's standards back then no I didn't care nobody cared but yeah back then if anything Kung Fu and programs that, that kind of thing yeah was what helped me to gain my understanding of like not being racist of not of not do you know what I mean like Kung Fu did you think all the kids Chinese kids at school could do Kung Fu no I don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) but I but I would say as problematic as modern you know Kung Fu this is still promoting a, a positive message that you know uh, diversity isn't something to attack or be against. You know, Kung Fu had a, a good message about Asian people. Yeah. It wasn't so good in the fact that it didn't... It should have got bloody Bruce Lee to do it. Yeah. I think he even... Wasn't there even controversy that Bruce Lee had kind of... That, I think he'd kind of come up with a concept of it. And I think he, he had the idea of Kung Fu... Right. I think, and then they kind of were like, yeah, it's a great idea. We're going to get David Carradine. I don't know. I don't know. But, again, yeah, like I said, time has moved on. And the good thing about these old movies is that we can go back, we can watch them, and say, we we have improved. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've that. still got a way to go. We've still got work to do. But we we're not there anymore. No, no, we ain't no. there anymore. You could not. They would <laughs> fucking not let you do this shit now. You know, no. and rightly so. They'd be like, but every casting director now would be like, okay, we need a old Korean guy to play a kung fu martial arts master. I've got a hundred names. Yeah. Back then, for rightly or wrongly, for whatever reason, they didn't. They didn't. They were like, well, well they did have the names. I don't know. I don't. Well, they did I, have the names. So why didn't they fucking use them? Exactly. Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Because it's not like what gets me is it's a side character. It's not the main. It's not even the main character. Yeah, yeah. That's the bit that that. This makes me laugh. Go on. And, I mean, again, problematic, but it doesn't make me laugh. So Remo, the idea was that it was going to be kind of like a Bondian franchise. They were going to make more. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. Which is a shame, because I love it. But it never happened. They did make a TV movie, right. kind of spin-off. Uh, none of the same actors were in it, okay? No. Uh, I can't remember who played Was it anything to do with this one? Was it just completely... Well, it was another Remo Williams destroyer did invention. It, was, it so pilot, probably, was it a pilot for a TV show? Yeah. And I, it was unsuccessful. It was never... Yeah, nothing come of it. Did it even air? I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it aired. I think it aired. Who they got to play Remo was like a nobody. I can't, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't remember his name. Who do you think they got to play Chun in the TV? Oh, no. Not the same actor. No, it's even worse. No. They got Roddy McDowell. Oh, for <laughs> 
also funny. I know. It's like, oh, he's good in makeup. Oh, that was 89. That was 1989 or 88, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's even later. I know, it's ripped. Fucking yeah. hell. Oh, I know. Do you know who who's really good in makeup? Oh, Roddy McDowell. God. Let's get him to play the God. Korean guy. I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> there's so many. I know, it's there's terrible. Just, there's so much I know, wrong I, know, with, I, know, I know, I know. There's so much wrong with that. I, I know, it, I know. It's actually hurting my teeth. I know, I'm sorry. I know. Let's get the guy from Planet of the Apes to play the Korean guy. He looks guy. good in makeup. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> I like getting Doug Jones to play an Irishman or something. No, <laughs> Doug Jones to play an Eskimo. What the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> and why is he playing an Eskimo? Oh, forget it. it was... What, Doug Jones? No. Do you know who Doug Jones is? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who's always in the makeup. And he, Abe Sapien. Yeah, he's Abe Sapien. He's the. He's in all the pans. Del Toro yeah. stuff. He could probably do an Eskimo. We They're can, not I really that know. tall and thin, are I they? I, I don't even think we can say Eskimo anymore. Oh, shit. Inuit. It's Inuit now. Yeah, we rolled right into it. Ah, oh, fuck. It's so easy to be offensive now, Mark. It is. And I'm it not is. even trying now. No, maybe. the thing is... I don't even try but, but now. What, what, what we're not doing is whacking on a load of makeup and pretending. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. No, we might get the, the odd word wrong here and there. We're trying, Mark. I mean, we're, trying. we're, we're, we're old, man. We are of our time. You know, people, you think 50 years from now, people will listen to our conversations. Will they? <laughs> All the no, way through? No, but just imagine. <laughs> just imagine. 50 years from now, someone listening to this. We would, Some of the stuff we, we're saying, they ain't going to like. No, of course they're not. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. And I apologise to the future people. We're not... You know, this is not how it is now. We're just reflecting our our own times and being honest trying to be why are you looking at me like that I don't know I don't know what the fuck am I on about anyway, let's, get, let's get to the end yeah of, we, let's wrap it up let's, get, let's get to the end of this Rewave film because it, the end's pretty poor I think oh really well it's just kind of just, yeah. so he's at the army camp he's gone to kill him isn't he He's Remo's decided yeah this George Grove guy he's bad I'm yeah. going to go kill him he's rolled off the back of the truck they've got out of the gas chamber yeah They've gone meet Chun. They meet Chun. They steal a truck. And it's a bad idea because it has no brakes. So they're, they're careening down yeah, I don't know why. Has it not got any brakes? Well, the guys are working on it when they steal it. Of course, yeah, he's underneath it, isn't he? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, let's get this. And they're like, oh, shit, there's no brakes. It's like, yeah, because that's why it was broken down. So it's hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remo. It's cool as Remo is. He's a bit of a bloody doofus, really. Yeah. He he makes some questionable decisions. They're hurtling down a cliff. The only option is to jump out. Major Fleming and Remo jump out. They think Chun has jumped out, but no, apparently not. He's gone down in the truck, and we've seen the truck get proper smashed up. Oh, it gets the shit smashed up. Yeah, you think, oh, God, if he was in there, he he ain't getting out of there. But he does, yeah. yeah. No, he's fine. Yeah, no, they okay. The they didn't have the bottle, did they? No, no, no. No, you can't kill off Chun. You can't. No, no. I'm guessing he was crucial to this. They probably killed him off at some point in the series of novels. But not... This is, you know, this is early days. What does he say when he picks him out of the truck? Then you kind of say, like, in Korea, the handle wouldn't have broken off. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's fine, but he's fine. Um, but then, as problematic as he is already, because he's a white guy meant to be a Korean, Yeah. when he meets Major Fleming, it really gets problematic. And he's like, oh, yeah, woman. Women should stay at home and make babies. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Preferably, <laughs> ma- preferably male babies. Yeah. What does he do? He tells her to shut up or something. Does he do something? He, just tap her, he taps her wrist and she's yeah, she like, just goes, <laughs> like, silence. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get away with that shit now. No. And she wasn't even that annoying. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he survived. So she, she went, hold on, you can. And she just went, silence. <laughs> And Remo at this point is like, right, okay, you two wait here. I'm going to go and finish the job. I'm going to go and get General Grove. He ends up with Steve Tree to stump somehow. When he starts running through the jungle, not the jungle, it's it's like a through the forest. Yeah, it's like a mountainside. It's a great location with a mountain in the background Mm. and everything. He's running through it and it's like a military testing ground. And then they're bombing him, aren't they? They're shooting missiles and that. He's dodging explosions. He drops off a cliff and he's ended up landing on like a log, like a tree, like a whole yeah, it looks tree. Like it looks, looks like a whole tree. That's just... Yeah. I, I, so what, have there been no, lumberjacks? Is it lumberjacks? I don't know. Because there are no lumberjacks that well, you see. Is, the trees ended up being this kind of log, massive log he's on. It's on uh, like a ski lift. I don't know what they call it. It's like... Well, it's like a ski lift, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like the... Because it ain't a log, is it? It's like the whole tree, but it's been lumberjack, so there's no branches or anything. It's well, the whole a, meat of the... Is that, a, is that a log? It's a massive log, isn't it? It's the whole bloody tree, isn't it? We know... Yeah, okay. And... <laughs> it's just the least of the troubles. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a whole lumberjack system, isn't it, of a way of getting the trees down from yeah. like a higher altitude. I don't know why it's there. No, I don't really get it. On a military yeah. proving ground where they're testing missiles, makes well, no mate, sense. Well, Boy just keeps, like, he's, is he using the... He's oh, using, George Grove. Yeah, he's using a decent rifle, right? He's not using... It's an M16, yeah, he ain't using that bullshit that he made. It'll blow up in your face. But that is quite a good bit, where Remo is coming down on the log slide, if you will. It's like a log on, like, a chain. It is basically on a... On a wire, yeah. This is on a wire, isn't it? Dropping down. It's just where dropping a log down to a lower level. Yeah. He's stuck on it. George Grove and his military stooges are kind of after him. They've already shot missiles at him, and they start firing a machine gun at him. And he just about dodges it, and then he sees a way out. He sees that if he can drop the log onto a conveniently placed log pile. He could knock all the logs onto the road, which could knock their truck off the... Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and it happens. Of course it happens. Yeah, you know, he sees it. I'm surprised they didn't really shoot him. They they kind of had him... Well, they're in the army. They should be better shots than what they are. There's that one soldier guy that looks up and says, like, I don't want to shoot him. He's not going anywhere. He's stuck on a log. And George Grove just whacks him in the face with a gun. <laughs> so, so he, George Grove is bad news. So he, so he's orchestrated the crash. Yeah. He goes down to 
kind of find out, you know, what's happened, what what the lay of the land is. And George Grove has managed to jump clear and survived. And yeah. He pulls a gun on Remo. Of course he does. You know what's going on out there. And Remo looks cool right now, I should say. He's got that he's got that like that black military jumper on. Do you know the one with like the sort of what do they call that? With the what's like patches? shoulders the patches on the shoulders. It's you like saw one of those. You saw one of those when you were a kid. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. He looks it's good. He jumpers. looks good, isn't it's it? Just like army jumpers, isn't it? Blue, yeah. blue ones are navy jumpers. But kind of yeah, but with like a material. It's like a. It's a patch, Jamie. Move I know, on. but it just looks cool. He looks cool. <laughs> it's a patch. He's got like shoulder. combat trousers on. They just said Remo looks cool. So we've gone down, find the wreckage. George Grove pops up, pulls a gun on him, and Remo's dodging bullets. <sighs> Yeah, it's still cool, mate. There's too many bullets in that gun. Ah, uh, but it's still good. He, but he does his little spin, Jamie. That is a bit... Do- yeah, the little spin. Yeah, it's a stupid little <laughs> spin. It's hardly the War? Matrix way of dodging yeah, bullets, no, yeah, is it? Not quite. Not quite. It's like we were 14 years away from the Matrix, mate, and you can tell. But he sells it. I love- Fred Ward's brilliant. I love him in this film. little he spins, it. mate. The little spin is shit. All right, the little spin is shit. <laughs> it's like- but he dodges... <laughs> when, he's, when, the, when he's walking towards him, he's shooting at him and he's dodging him and he's doing the lean. He looks kind of that cool. That looks though. cool. Yeah. When he starts spinning Ooh. round, yeah, dude, it's like I'm, I'm out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. It's and like, I, I, and it's like, how many times did they, the director get him to do that? I know. So, I know. No, do it again. Yeah, yeah. spin, <laughs> spin for me, Fred. We got it. We got it. That's a cut. That's a take. It's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> it is. It is kind of that. But at this point, the film has gone so into daftness. The next thing that happens, I find even more inexplicably daft, because he dodges all the budget, he dodges all the bullets. He gets up to George Grove, and he disarms him. And George Grove says, "Who are you?" And Remo just kind of punches him and just chucks, chucks him into the wreckage. And as he goes walking away, he just says, "Remo Williams." It's kind, of, it's kind of cool. But then he snatches a twig out of a bush. Yeah, does he make that? Yeah, and he just... He rubs he, it. And it. He rubs it with his thumb and sets it on fire. And you're like, what? Why did we not see that training? We've never seen any training at all. <laughs> he just rubs a twig, sets off, and then he chucks it down in a conveniently... Oh, it does channel. Channel of petroleum. <laughs> Uh, and then he does that brilliant thing where all cool action heroes oh, just walk, walk away, from, away from an explosion. Yeah, I'd be looking at the explosion going, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck George Grover. Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, none of that. But it is, it is still cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Remo Williams. Right, and then Chun's on a beach surrounded by soldiers. Yeah. And they're going to... a sh- pickup point with a speedboat. Yeah. And he runs across the water. Yeah. It's it. Uh, that looks... Very problematic when he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then all the soldiers are still on the beach and it's only like 30 yards away. They could have shot him. They could have just shot I just don't sh- get why they didn't. I know. But I think they all they were really worried about was Major Fleming and they weren't trying to they weren't trying to harm her. So they him and Remo and Chung got in the boat and went off and Major Fleming stayed on the pier. Yeah. So I think that's all the soldiers were worried about was getting Major Fleming back and she was never in any danger. Yeah. But for your last bit in the film, I mean, you've already seen Remo do the cement run. Yeah. So then, yeah, see, you, you, you know, you're like, yeah, okay. 
And but it's, it's still shit, isn't it? It's shit when he's walking across that water. He doesn't run very well. No, it looks, <laughs> it looks more racist running. <laughs> doesn't it? Is that not how Korean people run? No, not on water. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a doof. It's a silly, it's a silly thing. But then they they escape, they get away. Yeah, the end. That's yeah, yeah. Marks out five. I gotta go four. I got. I love it. It's fun. I know it's problematic, and I apologise to. Oh, no, I gotta go three. I got a little bit bored. Oh. It's a little bit. It's a little bit too. They chopped twenty minutes out of it. There's a lot of unnecessary. They tried to cram too much in. They are definitely trying to cram way too much in, and I, I, I got to be honest with you. It's the, the training bits that I really kind of got the most out of him. His relationship with Chun was just kind of fun there, you know, but that's the same of any training thing. You know, you think Kill Bill Mm. or even Karate Kid, they start out and the master, the mentor doesn't really think that much of... Karate Kid's 1984. Yeah, year before. Yeah. And they... They don't. They're disappointed. They're like, oh, I, I might be able to do something with him, but and then you've seen the, the that mentor and the trainee bonding and stuff like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. When he when he actually gets out in the field, and you kind of think like, well, what? He didn't do any it's martial useless. arts. He's useless. He didn't do any of them. You never see him get trained in martial arts. No. You see him get trained in how to deal with heights. But that didn't come into... Well, it does come into play at the end because he's hanging off a log. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go four. Yeah, I'll go three. I'm happy okay. with that. Yeah, that's fine. How long we done, Mark? An hour and 34 minutes. Okay, that's pretty good. I think that's about, that's about right. Have you got any other business? No, I think that's about right. What are we to do next week, Mark? I don't know, Jamie. I'm going okay, to have to think about it. it. Um, see what I've got. Uh, I can't got. think of anything else. I did watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two last night. It film night. Oh uh, right, I but know. we'll get we'll get round to doing that. Have um, the boys not seen it before? I'm sure they had. It's rubbish, really. I haven't seen it for a long time. I do think I liked it, but when I first saw it, they um, they really they really play around with the mythology, or they, or they just discard it. And Freddy is his, his how he operates in his mo is just is completely different. He can appear in real life, and things happen outside of a dream, oh. and it's almost like he's haunting. The, yeah, it's silly, it's silly, but yeah, we'll get to around to it. So yeah, okay, All right. well, it's not a long goodbye. We've built up to it. We said we were going to say goodbye. We're getting there now. Okay. Alright, say goodnight, Jamie. Good night, Jamie. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Jamie and Fortress Beta Max Dungeon.